Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. What is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the premier useless podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebs, and it is a bizarre point in my life. It's a very bizarre time in my life. Friday, show up at work. Well, when I say show up at work, I work remotely, so obviously I'm sitting in the same in front of the same computer I'm in front of right now. Uh, by the end of Friday, I no longer have a job. There was a restructure in the company. You know, they're kind of changing how they're doing things. And my position was closed out. No longer needed. It's rough to say the least. Not how anybody wants their life to go. But it gets me thinking, you know. When I, not the company I was just at, but the company before that. I was there for a little over two and a half years. And about six months into that job, that company, Jolt, uh... Jolt did a restructure as well. And it was like almost half, it felt like, of the workforce was let go. They were laid off. So I watched all these coworkers, coworkers that I really liked, coworkers that I thought were doing a, a fine job, coworkers that taught me in my first six months essentially how to do the job. I watched them come into work one day. And a couple hours later, walk out with their stuff in boxes, unsure exactly of what their future was going to be. Now, to the one guy I still kind of keep up with that had that happen to him, he went on to get another job. Um, It looks like he's doing okay. I've heard other people at that time, you know, they got set up with other companies pretty quick, you know, seemed to be doing okay. It's rough. I'm, I'm pretty confident that I can get hooked up with another company uh, right across the street from Jolt, actually, that some of my previous Jolt co-workers have gone to work with. But watch watching people get let go through really no fault of their own, and then now being on the other side of that, where I'm the one that got let go through not really any fault of my own, you know, companies restructure, especially like young companies that are startups that are just trying to get funding. You know, when, when you're trying to get money from people, you really have to bend the knee to what exactly they want to have happen. And I happen to be on, on the chopping block for that. Am I bitter? No, I'm not bitter. Like I understand that these things happen. To be honest, like I was not having a mental health great time at that company maybe it's a blessing in disguise you know they say when one door closes another door opens a story i like to tell or you know not that i've told all that many people but the greatest thing that ever happened to me in college aside from marrying my wife but like strictly my scholastics related the greatest thing that ever happened for my college career was failing an intro to news writing class I wanted to get into the school of journalism uh, or do a journalism major because I thought like, hey, I like radio. Uh, I get down with the news. I like creating stuff. I like writing stuff. That's why I have a podcast. That's why I have a blog. And that intro to news writing class 
I just could not get on top of grammar. You've probably noticed in my blogs or on this podcast, I'm not super focused on, am I saying everything grammatically correct? I'm not super focused on if my sentence structure is perfect, um, if I have a comma in the proper place, if I'm using the exact right word. I focus way more on the story. You know, what's going on? What's happening? So I'm in college. I'm in this intro to news writing class. And I am just hemorrhaging assignments. Like, each week we had to write a news story. And they were all out of 20 points. And if you had a comma in the wrong place, you get docked a point. If you use, like, not the perfect word, you get docked a point. Like, a common thing that people will write is like, oh, the girls basketball team. And it's like, no, all... All those ladies are over the age of 18, so you can say the ladies' basketball team or the women's basketball team. They're not girls. They are mature adults, right? So something like that, if you said girls' basketball team instead of women's basketball team, unless you were talking about a high school team, then you could say girls, but when you're writing about the college basketball team, it's the women's basketball team. So you get you get docked a point. So I'd have misplaced commas. I wouldn't use the perfect formatting that I forget what what the exact uh, formatting style is called that a lot of journalists use. So I'd be getting like 15 out of 20 on these assignments. And that's 75%, right? That is not going to get me an A. That gets me a, what, C? That gets me a C. So I'm barely sitting there. I need at least a C to pass the class. And, like, on a good assignment, I'd get a 17. On, like, a rough assignment, I'd be getting 10s. So I'm sitting there at, like, a C-. And then just, like, tests and quizzes. I was, like, missing points, and I'm dropping, and I'm at, like, I'm at like a C- or a D+. It's not looking zesty. And a couple weeks before the end of the semester, we get told, hey, this is what your final project is. We didn't have, like, a final exam. It was a final project where it was going to be five news stories released in five days. So like if you were actually writing for a paper and you had to get you had to get five articles out in the last five days of the semester. And it was worth a total of, I think, 200 points, right? I did the math. And in order to pass the class, you know, get the C plus that I needed, because I think, I think you, either, you needed either a C plus or a B minus, because it was uh, a, a prerequisite for going into the major. So to get the passing grade, I would need to get 200 out of 200 on this final project. I don't care how much time you give me, I am not going to get 200 out of 200 on anything that remotely deals with grammar. I'm just not. I'm just not. So I decide, you know what? I'm not going to worry about that. I was stressing about it. I was losing sleep over, you know, that class because it was a prerequisite. I was having such a hard time. It was so rough. And I'm just sitting in my room one day looking at the grade, looking at the math. And I said, it is better for me to to just not even do this assignment, take an F, than to put any amount of work that's going to get me the same result. Like, sure, my GPA might drop a little bit, but... It wasn't worth the stress to even try. And that freed up so much space in my mind 
where I could then focus on, you know, my other classes and make sure I got good grades in them. And so I voluntarily failed that class. And what it made me do is realize, okay, I'm probably never going to pass this class. And I have to pass this class in order to go on to this major. But I'm not going to beat my head against the wall trying to nitpick my grammar, making sure I'm writing in this perfect journalistic style. That's never been my strong suit. It never will be the str- my strong suit. So it made me look at my classes, look at you know my transcripts and say, okay, where do I go from here? Eventually that led me to do family finance, which I enjoyed, even though I don't like use that in my day-to-day life. I think it was good information to get on a more advanced level than what most people have. Personal financial planning as a minor, it was rough, but I got through it. I enjoyed the information. And I, I wouldn't have done either of those had I not just sat down and accepted, okay, I'm going to fail this class. Let's regroup, pivot, and let's move forward. So I get laid off. You know, let's regroup, pivot, move forward. And it it might let me reevaluate a couple of things because in that intro to news writing class, I went to my professor one day. Well, I don't think he liked us calling him professor. I can't remember exactly. He had kind of weird stipulations on what we were allowed to call him. Interesting guy. Um, LaPlante is his name. So if, if you Google like USU LaPlante, um, Mr. LaPlante, he, he'll come up. I think he also writes for the Salt Lake Tribune. You can find him. Interesting guy. But I, I went to him in the in the middle of the semester and I was like, hey, I want to do well in your class. There are just things I'm missing and I need like some help or some words of encouragement or, you know, I just, I'm missing something. Can you help me find it? And he's like, you know what, Jason? I love reading your articles. You're a great storyteller. The thing is, you just got to work on that grammar. You got to work on really analyzing to the last detail where those commas go. Am I using the right word in this situation? You know, do I have the proper formatting? He's like, your stories are great to read. You have a way of writing that will get people to read. But this class is just making sure that you understand those other things. Usually it's the other way around where I have people where it's like, yeah, they understand where to put the commas, what words to write, but they have super boring articles. That's usually what happens. And I I was the inverse of that. So you know, it's nice to know that, hey, I I had a talent in that. It's why I still continue to do things like podcasts and blog posts, because I enjoy telling the story. I I enjoy that part of the process. And my brother-in-law, I was talking to him the other day. He was over at our place and he was just like, you're such a funny storyteller. I love, like me and my dad love hearing you tell stories. And I was like, hey, thanks. I Not to toot my own horn, but I I do believe that is a skill I have. So, relating this all back to my job that I recently lost, for the last three years, you might be able to say four and a half, I've been doing essentially customer success management as my job. Essentially what that is, is I work for a company, a company has clients, and I just check in with those clients make sure they're being taken care of, answer their questions, make sure they understand how to use our product, 
and do a little bit of upselling, right? There's always the upsell. So I've been doing that roughly. It depends on if you count one of those jobs as that sort of thing. Not 100%, but I can safely say three years. For the last three years. That is what I've built my career on to this point. Like if, if I were to say, ah, yes, my career started at Jolt being a customer success manager. That's where I was at a point where it's like, yep, I am providing for my family. I am in the corporate world. I'm learning the corporate lingo. I'm, you know, getting, getting ready to climb up that corporate ladder. It's giving me health benefits, X, Y, Z, yada, yada, giving me a salary. But I will admit, I do not love that type of job. Now, oh, Jason, not everybody like loves their job. You know, you just got to find something that you feel like you're good at and work is work. And there's going to be parts of every single job that you're not going to enjoy. I get that. But part of me wonders, hey, Jason, you've done this for three years. And now you're in a point where what you thought was a career path that was going to be stable and that you were going to do well in and that you just got hired on at this new company. Now it's not there anymore. Not to say I can't go to another company and get the same type of job. That's honestly my plan. Because here's the thing. Just like I was great at telling the story in my intro to news writing class, there are parts of being a CSM that I'm really good at. Really good at. Really good at. There are parts that I am really good at. There are parts that I am so good at. There are other parts I struggle with. I just, I really struggle with them. So hopefully, unlike in the intro to news writing class, where that class was based on the part that I struggle with, CSM, the part that I'm good at, can hold me up enough. I have the experience. I've done it for two, one could argue three companies now. I've been there. My resume looks attractive to anybody that is seeking somebody to be either an onboarding specialist or a customer success manager or an account executive or an account manager, you know, whatever name you want to give it. Although account executives usually on the sales side, but Hey, like I could convince somebody to hire me for sales. Not that I want to, I think I could, but just like, just like after failing my intro to news writing class, taking a look at my transcript and saying, Hey, What else is resonating here? What else can I pivot into? And seeing, oh, I already have the prerequisites done to get into family consumer human development. They have a family finance emphasis. I like family. I like finances. Let's go into that. And it worked out really well. And I was able to graduate and enjoy my major. Am I at a point in my career where I need to just take a step back, look at what I've done, Look at the skills I have and parlay that into a different career path. Will I, will it be a lot harder to find a job? For sure. I might have to take a massive pay cut if I do a pivot. I might have to start way back at the bottom rung, but is it going to be worth it in the long run where I'm going to have that success? Or do I just say, Hey, I know I've already been successful at this type of job. I know how to do it. I know it can pay me well. I know I can convince a company to let me do it for them. I've already convinced two, three, if you want to be technical. That's the decision I'm faced with right now. 
it's not an easy decision. What I want to do, and I've alluded to this many of times, is I want to create content. That is something that you can't just like drop everything to do. That doesn't pay health. That that doesn't have health benefits. That doesn't have dental benefits. That doesn't have any sort of a guaranteed payday. Hey, you're at this company. Payday's the freaking tenth and twenty fifth, right? You're at. You know that check's coming in. So long as so long as you got the job. But also, it's like I've seen people get let go. They come in expecting to work one day. And by a couple hours later, they don't have that job anymore. And it just happened to me. So I worry truly how secure is that type of life where my family is reliant on this one income from this one company because I've seen two companies restructure and let people go. It's scary. Either side is scary. You know, we, we know how, how did, how did Dan put it? We're comfortable with the devil we know. It's kind of one of those, the grass is always greener on the other side type thing. Um, but it's scary to make changes because you know what you're in for with what you're currently doing. There's comfort in what you already know. But growth comes from the unknown. I really believe that. So, long story short, I have already applied to a company that already wanted to do an interview with me a couple months ago. I already have coworkers that I used to work with at this company that I've applied for. And to my understanding, this company pays well and it'll be able to take care of my family. And I'll be doing something I already know how to do. And right now, right now, that just seems like the best path to do. Am I like super excited about it? Like maybe not, and that's okay. But I know that the priority is just making sure that me and my family are taken care of. Now, if for whatever reason that doesn't pan out, I don't think I'm going to limit myself in what I apply for. Previously, I used to think like, oh, I don't have the qualifications for that. Oh, I've never done that. Oh, I don't have anything that shows that I have any skill in that. I think I'm going to be very liberal with the jobs I apply for. I'll apply for CSM jobs still. Sure. Heck, I might apply for sales jobs. Would rather not, but if it pays the bills, it pays the bills. Maybe it's just because I don't have sales experience. Maybe I'd be really good at it. I'll apply for jobs at media companies. I'll apply for, you know, accounting jobs. Do I have a degree in accounting? No. Can I do a VLOOKUP and a pivot table on an Excel spreadsheet? Yeah. I I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to cast a very, very wide net and see if I can catch anything that'll allow me to pivot. And maybe it's, hey, get in at a company as a CSM because that's what you already know what you're good at and pivot from within the company. That is definitely a possibility. And it's one that I've explored and thought about, you know, while I was at Jolt. I was like, is there anywhere in here that I can pivot? Um, You know, a, a lot of different things to think about. It's been a... You know, it's Monday. I, I I got let go on Friday. So I, I'm just on day three of, you know, this limbo and kind of this uncertainty. But I don't feel as anxious today as I did yesterday or the day before or the day before. Generally, I believe everything will be okay. And I'm kind of taking today as a... I'm kind of taking today as maybe a mental health day. I don't need to worry... 
I don't need to worry about finding a job immediately. You know, the company that let me go, they're paying me for two weeks, which is nice. Um, I have money saved up. So even if I don't have a job by the time that my mortgage hits, I, I can still survive. Even if by the time March 1st, the mortgage hits then, I've still got some savings. So I've got some time to really look around and evaluate. Now, if this place I've already applied for is rearing to go, hey, I'm I'm ready to jump on board. Because again, taking care of my family comes first and foremost. But I think that's where I'm going to leave it. I don't think I have anything else to say on the subject. So thanks for listening. Um, I'm going to do kind of a longer end card. Obviously, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Check out my website, Jason tebs.com that has pretty much everything i do i've added something new i want to try and get into amateur voiceover work maybe do that as a side hustle everybody loves side hustles so i started a fiverr account where you could go through book me to do voiceover work if if you if you like the sound of my voice and i can edit it to make it sound a little different but if you feel like you want this voice to be a part of something you're working on, go check that out. JasonTebs.com, go to the voiceover tab. It'll link you to my Fiverr. Or just, you know, hit me up if you don't want to go through Fiverr. We can work something out. I'm I'm open, willing to do what I need to do. Um, if you so desire, and I, I know I haven't been making a whole ton of podcast episodes lately, but if you so desire, you can support the podcast directly. Uh, that's also on my website. Uh, you can do one-time like little donations, or you can become a supporter of the podcast for a monthly amount, whatever you see fit. I know my parents do that. God bless my parents. Um, so, you know, that'll help out. I just don't want to rely on one income from a company where I'm one restructure away from losing what I thought was secure but i'll kill i'll kill i won't kill i'm not a killer uh i'll keep making episodes i'll keep writing blog posts just because it's something i like and enjoy and just do as a hobby um but if things uh keep moving forward and gain momentum maybe i could pivot into doing this better more full-time and uh provide something that people get a value out of thanks so much for listening Hope you have a wonderful day. Hope you have everything work out for you. Keep on keeping on. Peace.